you know, we haven't had the chance to sit down and debrief kind of, you know. No, we have not. Um, what God has been doing in our lives recently. And so I'm actually pretty excited to hear um, your side of things of kind of like what God has been doing in you and in your heart and in your life um, these past few these past few days. But first, I just want to welcome everybody. So welcome to the podcast. This is the In the Fire podcast. I appreciate you guys tuning in, whether you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, or watching us on YouTube. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, check out the most important link in the description, which is the Patreon link. It is a beautiful community where you guys can come join us and have Bible studies, prayer time. It's just a beautiful community. You do not want to miss out. Check that out. But today, today, I want to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. There's there's actually going to be a lot of things in this being episode said, that we want yeah. to talk about that's being said. And so you want to stay till the end and capture just everything that we that we're saying because this is kind of just a showcase of what God is capable of. Mm-hmm. And this is like so little of what he's capable of. And this is why we want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Because this is like, you know, this weekend we experienced a lot of God. We mm-hmm. um, experienced a lot of his power and what he's capable of doing. And something that we've been praying for and dealing with for for a long time. And so um, I think it's, it's going to be so fire just to have people listen in on kind of the way God was moving through our lives um, yeah, these last few days. But. Definitely. And it reminds me of this thing I, I was reading this book and this book had a graph of like, you know, what are the things that you really learn, right? And so you read a book and like you kind of retain like 5% of what you read. Mm. But then like when you listen to it, it's like 10%. But then when you talk about what you read with someone else, it's like 30, 40% that you retain wisdom wow. from. So it's like, I do want to talk to you guys about it because I want to hear your perspective. I want to hear Nico's. I want to hear everyone's perspective, what they got out of yeah. it because- then that, you know, that that reminds me of what I heard because my brain might remind, you know, I might have like caught like a, maybe 20% of what I heard, but then you caught another 20%. So like mm-hmm. speaking about something after you hear about it, you, just ret- you retain more of what you learn. Yeah. So, yeah. And not even just that, but I think, <clears throat> you know, I had this thought today. I was actually in the middle of class. I'm sitting there and my professor is, I've never had a professor like this, but he's very strict. Mm-hmm. And at first I did not like it at all because I was like, ah, oh, like I can't like do my own work. I can't slack. I can't show because he grades on attendance and yeah. the class starts at 830 in the morning. If you show up at 841, marked absent, he gives you until 840. And so he's super strict with that. You can't use your phones. You can't use your laptop. You can't use iPads or anything to take notes. Only paper and pencil. That's all you can do. And so... um. I'm sitting there and it's interesting because at first I did not like it because I wanted to be on my laptop. I wanted to do other work. I wanted to basically be distracted Yeah, because I didn't want to pay attention. But because of his rules, I'm now forced to pay attention. And so I'm there and I'm in class and I did get a bit sidetracked today. So I was just writing my book in my notebook just because I was feeling so much of God's presence over this weekend. Mm -hmm. And so I was just writing down and I felt led to to kind of write down all of God's moments in my life. That's good. Because so easily we forget the things that God has done for us. But not only that, something that I noticed about a speaker, and, and we'll get into this in a bit, but a speaker that we heard over this weekend is pretty much all of his sermons had stories in them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them were so 
crazy to hear like, yo, God moved that way and God did this and God orchestrated this whole thing. And like some of these stories were even like years long, like, oh, you know, 10 years later, this is still my friend after God did this and God did that. To me, that was so interesting. And it was like, I want to be able to speak of those things. Yeah. I want to be able to say God did this for me. And one time God did this and one time God did that. But you know what? Our brains are so limited sometimes and we're like the Israelites and we forget so quickly. And so I felt led to like begin to write down every time God does something for me. Almost like a daily journal of like, yo, God did this cool. for me. and God did that for me today. And so so I was just writing that down and I, I found it super interesting. And so I want to start doing that from now on. Yeah is writing down the things God has done for me. Definitely. It's, it's definitely a way to remember. Yeah. Yeah. I think for, I think, I don't know, when it comes to the conference, what, what we experienced with, with Putty, who's an awesome speaker. Um, I mean, give some context. Like, so so this weekend yeah. at our church, we had a Holy Spirit yes. conference. Yeah. We had Putty Putman. Putman? Put Putty Putnam? I think that's, Put that's how you say it. Yeah. He uh, flew in from Phoenix and he joined us and he led this whole conference over this weekend. And it was just super Holy Spirit led and focused on the Holy Spirit. And so kind of like spirit, Holy Spirit training and like what it looks like to experience the Holy Spirit, what that looks mm -hmm. like for him to move in people's yeah. lives. And it was it was a fantastic conference. We were very expectant. At least I was very expectant walking yeah. into the conference. Um, I was super excited because kind <clears> of <throat> as context... Um, I think I could speak for the two of us that, mm -hmm. you know, we've had several conversations like this, kind of talking about um, not feeling it. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, like we we just would do the things of God, but it was as if we were like knocked back into this worldly re reality mm -hmm. afterwards and just like, ah, like, yeah, that was cool, I guess. And like, you know, at least for me, I, I, I was kind of like um, stepping away from certain ministries and it was just like oh like i don't know i just didn't feel that fire and that mm -hmm. passion for god and you know we've talked about it in other episodes we talked about it with nico and 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 uh other episodes that you guys could check out but you know there was even points where we'd we'd plan to record we'd show up and we'd end up laying on these couches just yes, ranting just like, going bro uh, like i don't want to hop on this podcast and do an episode when i'm not feeling right like my spirit's mm. not right i just feel yeah. off i feel whack yeah and so but then we were like wrestling with the idea of like is it is it something that we just suck up like do we just suck yeah, it up suck it up or is it something spiritual exactly like, are we just not doing enough exactly for our so, own lives so there was we we did that like three times mm. last week where we like we were supposed to record and we just couldn't we yeah. just like we're there and we're like ah like let's just postpone it like we don't want to record it whatever and so this is kind of the attitude that we're walking in towards mm -hmm. with the conference. It's like, okay, God, we're expecting you to move because we've been praying. Like, it's not just like, we don't feel like it, like whatever. We've been like praying and like seeking God and trying to have moments with God where it's like, God, explain to us what's happening here. Mm -hmm. And so we walked into this conference with this attitude. Not only were we feeling it, but we saw it. We called it a, uh, what did we call it? A um, What? Like what was going on with so many people? Oh, we called it an epidemic. An epidemic like, of like, like not feeling it. Yeah, we called it the not feeling epidemic. Because it's not just us. We knew people that kind of feel exactly. the same way of like, you know, the, they would say that, oh, I feel numb or I just yeah. don't feel God or I don't feel him anymore. Like, I, you know, whatever the whatever the words they use. But like the main thing is that there's an epidemic. That's what we feel like it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We saw it. We saw it in people in our Patreon. We saw yeah. it in us. We saw it in people in our friend groups, in our churches, even in our families. Like mm -hmm. it was just like, 
people were off like and so we real we were like okay well, god what is going on here and mm -hmm. so this is kind of the attitude that we you that we walked into yeah. the the conference with um but at the same time we were very expectant I, mm. at least for me i was like okay god I really want you to move this weekend. Mm -hmm. I need you to get us out of this because, yeah. you know, we have stuff to do. We want to push this ministry forward and we know that we shouldn't be led by our emotions. Mm -hmm. So help us, God. Like, I'm not asking you to revive our fire, but at least like, tell me what to do. Like, do I suck it up? Do I push yeah. through? And do I like, what, how do I get out of this? Mm -hmm. And so you can continue. Yeah, and so, you know, that's like, that's how we were feeling and stuff. So we, we, we go and, you know, I think there's so much we can talk about. So I think yeah. one thing we can speak about is um, he was talking a good amount about evangelism, right? And just kind of mm. be living like a Holy Spirit led life. <clears throat> and I think for a lot of us, we desire that. We desire to let the Holy Spirit run our lives because we know when that happens, that's where our life is found. And I think all of us desire that, but then also the flesh gets in the way, our own laziness, our own unwillingness, all this stuff gets in the way. So we're just like, eh, I don't want to. And so for that, he said one thing I really liked, right? Because you know, when it comes to hearing God, right? He spoke a lot about hearing God. A lot of us want to know God's voice, hear God's voice. And so when he talked about that and how he was like, okay, let's just say you get something. It's like maybe you feel like you need to go speak to a person. Maybe it's an impression that you get. Maybe it's like a word that you got. Maybe very clear, maybe not very clear. You know, the, the whole thing of like, oh, do I do this now? Do I not do it? Do I do, do, I do it? I think what he said was really cool. He said, you know, if if it is God that is, you know, that you feel like he might, you might, you know, like God is telling you to do this, if it is him, then God is going to move. And that's when what Danny was talking about the whole story is like, you know, one story of like, again, he he just heard, he he saw one of the managers at a bank and then he sees like he just hears like the word diabetes, right? Over like this woman. And he just waits, 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 and of course something happens. He goes talk to her and then this big thing, crazy thing happens for like months, months, months. It's a big it's a long story, but it's really, really cool. All, all we can say is God moved in that story. And so it's like if you if you ever have a moment where you feel like God told you something, or maybe God is telling you to do something, if it is God, then God is going to move. Mm. If it's not, then there's one minute of like maybe embarrassment. And the way you said it was like, either you get a million dollars or you lose one dollar. And it's like, I like that. I really like that. It's like, yeah, either God moves or I don't know, you get him, maybe you get like a little embarrassed. And then the thing is, for those who want to learn how to hear God's voice more, the whole thing it was is the example is, let's say, because he's married. And so he was talking about if he's leaving a store, right? And there's a group and a crowd of people right behind him. If his wife calls his name, he knows right away that's his wife because he just knows his wife's voice. But if it's some random person, he has to look back and see who it is that's calling him. And so as you, you know, as we walk with God, we get to like, recognize his voice as we keep on turning back so i think the whole action we have to do which what he said which was just to turn back mm. turn back and keep on turning back and eventually like you'll just start to recognize mm. like that's his voice because you spent so much time doing it yeah. and that was one cool part it's just just event, like, you know like yeah. when it comes to being led by the holy spirit when the holy spirit tells you to do things it's either a million dollars or maybe you lose one Some, something that i really liked about the way he was preaching was he was always <clears throat> explaining how vulnerable he felt in those moments. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he said, a lot of people see me on stage. Ooh, they see me talk on, spade, on stage and they think that I'm this professional, super spiritual. Yeah. Like I hear God clearly for like a booming voice from the heavens. And he's like, no, like he was at the bank and he was like, 
you know the story and so he sees right now. he yeah. sees the word diabetes over this lady and it's the manager of the bank his bank that he goes to every yeah. week and but he's she's like, on the phone he's like she's on the phone and he's like right waiting for her to get off the he's phone he's like god is that you or is that me am i am i bugging like time what's is going passing on? He sits down and time's passing like five, 10, 15 minutes. He's like, bro, now I just feel stupid. I'm here yeah. for 15 minutes yeah. waiting for this lady just because I heard the word diabetes like in my head. And he ends up going and he like tells her like, you know, quick shorts, quick short story, long, long story short. There you go. He says, uh, does, do you or anybody in your family have diabetes? And she's like, uh, no, mm -hmm. why you ask that? And he's like, and, the, and then so, he explains, he's like, in that moment, you know, I felt stupid. I felt embarrassed. He's like, but you know what? I was like, uh, you know, I just kind of heard that. And, you know, in my hearing God's voice, hearing you know. God's voice. And I thought maybe I could pray for you. But you know what? Like, that's all right. Like, I'll just head out. And she's like, well, actually, like, take a seat. And then they have this whole moment where she's like, I do have, you know, I, I have these three symptoms for diabetes. And I, my mom and this person has diabetes in my family. And I don't know what to do. And so, yeah, Putty prays for him, for her. And then, like, months later, they catch up. Because, and the funny part, too, he avoided going to the bank exactly. for, like, months. He's like, I don't want to go back there. I direct, Wait, this is my bank. I have to see her again. Right. I'm avoiding this girl. That, that's what I loved was. It's so real. It's real. I'd probably do that. Like, who, who wouldn't be like, exactly. I'm going to avoid my bank yeah. for a little bit because I don't want to see her again. I don't want to see her again. Like, like we sometimes I feel like we look at some of these people on stage and we think they're superhuman and they just walk into these crazy places yeah, and start evangelizing and. They feel the same fear. They feel the same pressure. Awkwardness, embarrassment. But then that feeling that like, you know, she got healed from those three symptoms she had for diabetes. Yeah, when, when he goes back, he's like, oh, like the symptoms aren't even there anymore. I, I don't have it. And it's like, yeah. whoa, that's cool. That million dollars was worth so much more because not only was she healed, her she found faith mm -hmm. and his faith was strengthened and he's trained more to hear the word of God, the voice of God. And so it was like, Everybody wins. Everybody wins all because you stepped out and you took a risk. Yeah. And so to me, that was super encouraging because it's like, dude, I'll lose. Even if I lose $100, $1,000, $1 each time, when I get the million dollars, bro, it's, it's, mi it's all going to be worth it. Yeah. God moves. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, God, and God moves. God does God moves. Move. And God does move. Yeah. And something else that I liked too, which was he said that a lot of us, when we hear something from God or we think it's God, we really want to like make sure it's God. So like, God, give me a confirmation. Okay. Give me a second confirmation. Mm -hmm. Give me a third. Give me a fourth, a fifth, sixth, seventh. And we keep on, which is, you know, like who doesn't right. want confirmation, right. but we keep on asking for it. But then what he was saying is like, in situations like this, if anything, like, it's supposed to be more raw and more like, just like real. Mm. It's not like, cause would God take away the option for faith to be grown? Cause if he just confirms it a million thousand times, how much faith are you really using mm. to act upon what you heard? Right? And so it's like, if anything, the realness is what you lean into. You lean into the realness, which is what he did in that moment. Going to the bank, he's leaning into that like raw, real, like, oh, I don't want to do this. I'm embarrassed. I'm waiting 10 minutes for this girl to get off the phone. But he did it. And guess what? God moved. And so it's like, you know, confirmation, sure, for, I would say for big, big things are cool. Like, this is important, right? To get wise counsel and stuff. But like, in that sense of like, you know, God said this, I'm not sure if it's God 100, I'm not 100%, but I'm just going to do it. And if God moves, a million dollars. If not, I lose a dollar. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it was the same. I, I remember going through the same thing when 
when I was uh, interested in this girl, mm. and then I was like, yo, God, is this my wife? You know, the famous question of like, is this my wife? Is this my yeah. wife? I've done that also. Uh, we've all, bro, I mean, who hasn't done that? It's like, all right, God, is this my wife? Is this not my wife? Because who wants to waste their time with a person that's not your wife, right? Yeah. And so I was like, God, is this my wife? And all I could feel God saying was, if I just told you if she's your wife, then what's the point of anything? You could just go marry her right now. What's mm. the point of getting to know her and seeing like and experiencing what real love looks like mm. to distinguish like, is this somebody that I want to spend the rest of my life with or not? Because mm. at that point, he'd just be choosing for you. Mm. And in the same context, if we look at the story with the bank, if God had confirmed to him a hundred thousand times that that was for sure God, he would have walked in and been like, you have diabetes. She'd be like, <laughs> what? Or even if he said it more humbly, does anybody in your family or you have diabetes? No, no, you're lying. God told me. Because if you if he confirmed it a hundred thousand times, you're not gonna let yourself take the L, right? Yeah, you're not yeah. gonna you're not gonna be like, what? I mean, God confirmed it, and so you're gonna really pressure. Yeah, like, that. Why would God take away the option for your faith to be grown? Because exactly. after that, guess what? His faith was grown, no matter mm, what. His faith yeah. was grown. So it's like, yeah, and that, and like you know, fully God, fully you. It's like, okay, if this is God doing it, I want to be part of it. That was a fantastic sermon. Yeah, too. yeah. That like you know, if it's if it's God, cool. Okay, God mm. wants. God is inviting you to be a part of what he's doing. As Jesus says, like, I only do what I see the Father doing. Mm. And so it's like, which is another thing about the conference. It's, it's reminded, for me, it reminded me to be just more aware at, you know, like at, you know, at every moment to be awake to God's presence, right? Like, be awake. Do not, don't be sleeping. Like, okay, right now, God is here. God is moving. Like, mm. right now, I'm in God's love. Let me be aware of, of what the Holy Spirit could be doing because we're going to be distracted. Mm -hmm. If we're distracted, you know, if we're not awake to or let's say receptive to the Holy Spirit and what he might be doing at any given moment, what he might be saying, then we're going to miss out on God moments. Like what if like in that bank, he was just on his phone the whole time and he just mm -hmm. didn't look up. He didn't think about God. He was just like looking at some video or something that that could that whole thing of her finding Jesus, her getting healed of, of like the symptoms of diabetes would just not have happened if he was distracted. And of course, if you're not awake, you're not going to hear. So if we're not awake to his presence, we're not going to hear his voice. And so the whole thing of, are you awake? Are you awake to his presence? And if you are awake to his presence, then most likely you're going to start hearing him more because you're more awake to it. And if you start hearing him more, you're going to start doing things more, which means God is going to move more in your life because you are more awake. And mm. so that was also a really good part of the thing that I'm like, dang, I need to be more, that, I need to see, be more awake. What what was interesting is like kind of circling back to the the attitude that we had walking into the mm. conference. It wasn't I wish I could say I don't even wish. I I I was expecting a sudden holy spirit moment that to, would to just like get you. Yeah, to that would just you. grab me and then flip me around and then turn everything around and be like, "Wow, God did this, God did that." But what was so fascinating about the way God was moving to me this weekend was he was giving me little parts by little parts by little parts. It all added up to this change that I was desiring. Mm. And so it was countless moments that built up my faith in a way where I was like, I understand why I'm feeling this way now and how to get yeah. out of it. Yeah. Because it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't just like, oh, I got prayer and this prayer person prayed for me and yeah. boom, the spirit of like, just not feeling it left. Like, no, it, <laughs> it, it didn't go like that. I want that prayer. Yeah. But this weekend, like, you know, Friday we started off and 
there was moments where me and Lewis like made eye contact. We're like, okay, like that was cool. That was cool. All right, cool. Yeah. But I could tell in our eyes that it was like, all right, we were still feeling a little off, yeah. but it was cool. Saturday comes, we make eye contact again. There's a bit of a like, all right, like, you know, God's moving, God's moving. This is pretty cool. And then as like things progress, it was like, okay, God is doing things until mm. the end. Like yeah. God was going ham um, these last few days. And so um, another thing that he said, that I really enjoyed because he always, he asked the questions that a lot of us would think, but were afraid to ask. Mm -hmm. For yep, example, yep. he started off the conference by saying something like, first of all, why do we say come Holy Spirit if we believe he's already with us? Yeah. Bro, I was there in my seat going, there's no way. I was like, yo, that is such a factual question. Yeah, it's funny. We would say the Holy Spirit is always with us. God is always with us. God is always with us. Come, Holy Spirit, please, please. Hey, please come, please, Holy Spirit, please come. And so that was that was super interesting because there was a moment. Um, the the service is kind kind of dying down. They're they're entering this this mode of uh, ministry time. Yeah. And so they call up people that basically just want to be filled by the Holy Spirit. And immediately, I jump out of my seat. I was like, I need to, because. I needed to get out of this fuss that we yeah. were in. I yeah. was like, we need to get out of this. We've been in it for too long. So it was annoying. so whack, so annoying. I jumped out of my seat and I went. And I know you went too. Like, you know, of course. we jumped out of our seat. We're like, we're going to the front. I I'm wanna, trying to- I want to feel the spirit. It, exactly. I wanted to get as close as I could to like the front stage for, I don't know why, but I just wanted to. There was what, like 60 people, 70 people, all bunched up trying yeah. to experience God. Yep. And it was so it was so beautiful. And so I just stand there and I close my eyes and I put out my hands and I'm just like praying. I'm like, God, like, please, you know, I'm craving you and you know, I'm desiring you. Like, why am I still feeling this way? Like, please get me out. Please get me out. And I'm there and I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying. Some time has passed and I'm like, God, like, please, please, please. And then uh, Mike Teresiano, he grabs the mic. He's one of the like, uh, I guess, the pastors at the church. Yeah. And he says... I feel the sense that some of you are just trying way too hard. Like you're begging God and you don't need to. You don't need to, like he wants to. He does it because he loves you, not because you're begging him. Mm -hmm. You don't need to beg him. He's already there. Just sit there like a hot tub and just enjoy his presence. Immediately, bro, I was like, because I was tense, bro. I was like, God, please. Like, I'm praying. And I'm I was like, doing oh, God. The same like, exact thing. And I then I was like, God, thing. like, send somebody to pray for me, like, this epic prayer. Like, I hope somebody puts their hand on my head so that, like, bro. And then he goes, just just enjoy his presence. Just sit there and enjoy his, enjoy his presence. I was like, all right. So I'm like, immediately, you like, okay. Yeah. Immediately, I was like, all right. Yeah. And then in my head, I'm like, all right, what does it even look like to relax in the Lord's presence? Because I'm like, do I say stuff? Do I just sit here and stand here? Because yeah. it feels weird just standing there and not thinking about anything. Mm -hmm. Then you're like, am I just standing here? Like, is this just like a physical action? But bro, the Holy Spirit moved. The Holy Spirit moved. It was so beautiful. I had people falling on top of me, like left and right. To me, that was weird. But from that point, that was a, definitely a changing point that God was working in my heart mm -hmm. where it was a big lesson for me was stop trying so hard. Hmm. Yeah. In the sense of like, you don't need to like squeeze the presence out of God. Mm -hmm. You don't need to milk it and be like, I need like God wants to give it to you. And he sees your heart wanting and desiring more of him. 
he's gonna give it to you. You just need to relax and let him, let him soak you in his presence. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think uh, something else too was like the whole, the whole Holy Spirit thing. I feel like for me, I just kind of like oh, I was just really learning. Like man, like just be dependent on the Holy Spirit. Mm. Like, I don't know how else to say it. It's like because you know for that for that exercise. For one of the exercises, it was like he got like five people just to stand right in front. And then we just waited. Like we just like we just said, come Holy Spirit, do your thing. And so we just waited there. And then he, he made a deal with uh, everybody there. And he was like, I want I don't want anybody to pray. Yeah. We were like, what are you talking like, don't about? Don't pray out. Like, I know it's, it's good. Then keep doing it. Do, do pray out loud. But in this moment, it's like better for you just to watch than to just start praying out loud. And so I was like, okay, interesting. That's he's like, okay, yeah. so no, no, one's, no one's praying out loud. And everyone's just watching. And then there's these five people, you know, they're just there. They just have their hands open, just like open to receive like what's happening. So they just say, come Holy Spirit. And so we're just waiting, they're watching. And then he was funny. He was like, this will not look the same. And like a few, you know, and whatever time that he said, he said this right now, what we're looking at in a few minutes, everything would change. And we're just like, okay. And he was like, this right here is this is the mustard seed, right? And so slowly but surely, you see one person is like smiling a lot, looking up. One person starts tearing. One person starts shaking. And then eventually like this, per you know, one person just starts screaming and they just fall to the floor. This person that's smiling, they just start smiling really hard. They start laughing and crying. And then there's just things happening. And then he starts going to the crowd and he's like, you, you need prayer. You, you need prayer. And people just start getting prayer everywhere in the crowd. And then the Holy Spirit is just moving everywhere this was in 10 minutes. everywhere it was like 10 yeah it's like 10 minutes and it's just like there's no way like you know and we were just saying okay what do you see oh i see like you know i see handshaking i see um you know smiling or whatever i see this mm. this this and that and then it's just the slow work it just continues to everyone is getting prayer people are like shaking and like screaming some person's on the floor like laying down like silent one person is laughing it's just like what but then, I don't know. It's just like, okay, well, the Holy Spirit is going to move mm -hmm. if you let him, if you give him the time, mm -hmm. if you allow him to move. And also, one thing, too, was when he was talking about the story of him going to a different country, right? I think China? It was yeah, China. And he's there, and he just says, come Holy Spirit. Like, he's talking to, like, you know, there's a, there's a translator. And so he's there speaking to a bunch of people. And then he just says, like, come Holy Spirit. And then this person just, like, you know, this person just falls. And I think they're, they're, they're demonized. He said that the person that was demonized, he was praying for the person and, you know, he's being translated or whatever. And he's like saying, okay, like, you know, Holy Spirit, like whatever, whatever. And this person's like demonized, like speaking, like the, the demon is speaking to the human. And then he, what he said was like, you can out, outpatient the devil. Like you can outpatient the demon. And I'm like, huh. And that really stuck with me because, you know, this, the mustard seed was, okay, these four people are just standing there with their hands open, ready. 10 minutes later, Everyone is like going crazy. And it's like, just be patient. That's what I really got because with the demon, it took a while to get the demon out. But he said, you can outpatient a demon. Because eventually the demon's like, ah, I'm out of here. And the demon just leaves. And it's like, even for the Holy Spirit, I feel mm. like just being patient. It's like, you know, just keep your hands, keep praying for the person, keep waiting. Because if we if we like cut it off at five minutes, be like, ah, nothing's happening. Mm. Then that whole scene of like a person laying down, a person screaming, a person being prayed over, a person like being delivered, this, this, and that, everything's going crazy happening in this church. 
If we just cut it off at five minutes because we said we saw nothing was happening, then what? We would have just stopped the Holy Spirit from moving because we just didn't see anything. And so what I got a lot was like, hmm, be patient. Mm -hmm. Like just wait for the Holy Spirit to move. And if if the if the beginning is kind of awkward, that's the mustard seed of faith. The mustard seed of faith is these four people are sitting here, nothing's really happening, but soon a lot of things will be happening. Mm. And guess what? A lot of things happened. And that's something too that I got. I was just, ah, be patient. Let the Holy Spirit move. Mm. Don't be like, oh, this is happening, I'm leaving. Be patient. Yeah. But wait for the Holy Spirit. Yeah. To me, the biggest thing that God kind of worked in my heart over this weekend was what you mentioned before of being aware of the Holy Spirit. And so he talked about this fully God, fully human moment mm -hmm. with Jesus. Like Jesus is fully human, fully God. But then we believe that Jesus lives in us, right? God says, I don't live with you. I live in you. Mm -hmm. And so he talks about this moment where it's like, when you have the Holy Spirit and you let him like do his thing in your in your in your life, how much of our words are actually ours and how much of our words are his? Hmm. How much are we seeing that's ours? How much are we seeing that's his? How incredible is that? That the pressure is off from us having to do everything from the human ability. But because we have God living in us, it makes life a lot more exciting because now you know you have the power of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and you begin to exercise the authority that God gave you. Yeah. I remember, um, I think after, after the Friday service, I kind of told you that God had revealed some stuff in my heart that I really wanted to get out. Yeah. And I think a lot of it was um, pride. I think that I was kind of trying to do everything myself and kind of had God, have God as an add-on. So it was kind of like, oh, like I wanna grow myself. I need to get myself to this career for this reason. And, and I, I guess I even deserve it. And like, I need to work hard. And um, if I work hard enough, then I deserve it. And um, everything was just revolved around me trying to do it out of my own strength. Even stopping myself from falling into temptation and stopping myself from sinning. And it was all, like everything involved me doing it out of my own strength. But then over this weekend, it's as if I God helped me surrender all of that mm -hmm. to the point where it's like everything that I do, I want to do it with the Holy Spirit, with God that's in me. And so right before I do anything, I want to say, God, like, help me with this. God, show me what to do. Show me what to say. Speak through me. Mm -hmm. Everything. Before it was like, you know, we're going to post a video. Sure, we're going to post a video. And then I just press the upload button and I leave. But what if I, right before I, I, I uploaded, I said, God, I just pray over this episode, Lord. I just pray that you bless it. I pray that your will be done, not my own. Boom, upload. Short prayer, done. But all of a sudden, it's as if it wasn't up to me. Mm -hmm. Like the success of the video or whatever I wanted, it didn't matter to me anymore because it was his will, not my own. Hmm. And so this kind of continued to manifest inside of me where it was like, 
I want to do everything to glorify God. Mm. Everything. Everything that I do, I want to do to glorify him. I want his will, not my own. And so I remember I was, I was, uh, I was worshiping in the car. I was just blasting worship music and praying. And I was like, God, like, help me be faithful in the little. I want to preach just as hard to one person that I would do for 50,000. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be like, oh, I'm preaching to 50,000. Okay, let me try harder. Oh, it's just one. All right, like I can, yeah. I can wing it. And then just like, I guess the Holy Spirit can do his thing. I don't want to, I don't want to think like that. I don't because God moves through the little. God moves through the big. God moves through the little. And so I, I was telling him, please help me be faithful in the little, not for my own sake, but for yours. Yeah. And so, and so I found it so beautiful because I started listing things. I was like, God, help me be faithful in the podcast. Help me be faithful in preaching. Help me be faithful in ministries. Help me. And then school slipped up and I was like, oh, help me be, help me be faithful in school. And I started laughing out loud because I was like, that was not me. I did not want to say that. I did not want to say that. That was the Holy yeah. Spirit inside of me speaking. But it, it was true. It was like every everything, mm-hmm. everything that we put our minds to, everything that God puts in front of us, I want to do to the best of my ability because I want to do it for him, not for myself. Mm. Yeah. And so it created this like reality of what it looks like to partner with God. Right? Mm. We like, we hear that, He's the king of kings. Like his presence alone shakes the heavens and the skies and and the earth. And it's like the darkness trembles. The second he walks into a room, that same God wants to partner with me. That same God lives in me and loves me so much and wants to work through me to reach other people's lives. Like to me, it's like, let me be awake to that reality. Mm. Let me stop this like human God separation, but it's like God wants to partner with you. To me, that's incredible because all of a sudden you feel this confidence in God and not in yourself. Mm. Every time I'm I'm about to do something, I say, God, your will is not my own. Boom. Like all of a sudden, all the pressure's off of me trying to achieve it myself. And it's like, God did that. God did that. God did that. And it's freeing. And that freedom is what I had been looking for this whole time. Hmm. That I'm not feeling it was me not feeling it. But when you acknowledge the Holy Spirit that's inside of you and you let him bubble up, all of a sudden you start to feel it. Why? Because it doesn't matter what your human flesh doesn't feel. It's about what he feels. And the Holy Spirit always feels good. Mm. And so to me, that was what I needed was if I just start partnering with him instead of me trying to do everything out of my own strength. I remember when we sat on the couch and we were trying to figure out what was wrong with us. I was like, dude, are we burnt out? And you were like, there's no way. And it wasn't burnt out from the work that we were doing. It was burnt out from trying to do it out of my own strength. Mm. Wow. That was my biggest realization this weekend. Wow. And immediately I just prayed to God and I said, God, help me not forget this. Hmm. I don't want this to be, because you know, if you guys have been to conferences, you know your spiritual life is on fire a few days after that. And then boom, it all falls apart. Yep. I don't want that. I really yep. want to be awake. And, and I remember Mike Teresiano also, when he was talking about the question of, are you awake? He said, write post notes, post them everywhere. 
Because you want to be working, you want to remind yourself, oh shoot, am I awake? Which means, am I awake to the Holy Spirit? Am I awake to God's presence? What is he doing here? Because we get so caught up with life, but if we have that constant reminder of, are you awake? It makes things a lot different. Hmm. A lot different. Yeah. And even in the conversation of that, of like, you know, just doing things for God and stuff, we... To, to talk again about this epidemic that we spoke about, about not feeling it and not, I don't, you know, I don't feel it. I don't want to, but I know I need to, but I still don't do it because I don't know. I'm just whatever. Um, the, the this guy, Mike T, like one, like, you know, like the elders, like, I guess we say elder as in like, you know, he's just super wise. He's been through so much. He's been married for over 50 years. Like, that's just like, dude, I know nothing. You, uh, you know everything. <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, I asked this guy, I asked him, I was like, you know, like, cause there's no, he, he's, he's done this for so long. Like, you know, what do I know? So mm. I'm just like, like, hey, Mike T, like, I've just been seeing a lot in my life and people's lives around me that a lot of us just don't really feel it. We just don't feel like doing it. We don't feel like praying. We don't feel like reading. And of course, we we want to. Our spirit, you know, our spirit desires that. But we just don't do it because, I don't know, we just don't feel like it. I don't really feel like wanting it. But even though I know I need to, I, just, I don't desire as much as I want to. Mm. And I was I just telling him all this stuff, you know, just like telling him exactly how a lot of us are feeling right now. And then he's just like, okay, so, you know, for those people, Jesus is not their Lord. Hmm. I'm you, like, and you were like, yeah, those people, hmm, not like, me, like right. those people. Like what? No, the, he, he's not their Lord. He's their savior. He's their healer, but he's not their Lord. And I'm like, what? No, they're saved. Like they, they accepted <laughs> Jesus to their heart. Yeah, he's like, yeah, oh, no, no. Yeah. Cause Jesus is the boss. He is the boss. And if, you know, and it's funny because he was like kind of making fun. He's like, if you want to be like a little kid and a little, like little, you know, a little baby, like, oh, I don't feel like it. He's like, bro, he's the boss. If you're not like submitting to Jesus and mm. if Jesus is not your Lord, it's because you're the boss. You're calling the shots. He's not calling the shots. You are. And it's like, whoa, bro, relax. <laughs> but he's yeah, like, he, all I said was, I'm not feeling it. He's bro. like, I'm just <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I just don't yeah. feel like it, man. Come on, stop. But, he's, but that's what he was saying. He's like, Jesus is the boss mm. and he needs to call the shots in your life. But because you're calling the shots, you don't do it because you're calling the shots because you're the boss, not mm. him. And so he's not your Lord. And so I'm like, all right, man. All right. And <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. And he's like, but what if like I just wake up and on that day, I just not feeling it. I just, I'm just, I'm not feeling it. I know a lot of us have had that. A lot of people feel that way. They wake up and just like, Oh, I just don't want to do anything today. I don't want to do it. I don't know. I'm just so overcome by my emotions, by my mental state. He's like, just suck it up. <laughs> just suck it up, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, dude? But it's like, yeah, he's like, dude, just just suck it up. Yeah. Like, like he's Lord. He's king. He's boss. Suck it up. Do it. Do it anyways. Mm. And it's like, oh, man, I guess I could have told myself that. <laughs> but I guess he's right. Yeah. He's right. You know, even if I don't, feel like it or don't you know oh i don't desire i, I just don't do it because i don't feel like it bro just do it anyways yeah he's the king and and he said discipline is really important so just just like just suck it up he's the king he's the boss if you're if you're doing all this acting this way and not reading it's because you're the boss and he's not it, it it circles back to what i was just talking about of like trying to do it mm -hmm. ourselves and even and even oh man what was the thing like in the sermon putty was like um we view like when we do things, you know, when we're not doing things God's God's way, it's because we're rebelling. We're being rebellious. 
we're doing things our way. We want we want to be the, the Lord of our lives. We want to do things because we want it. We want to control. And so I loved how he put it. He was like, it's because you're just rebelling. You're rebelling against God. And it's like, dang. And it's like, not to, you know, it's just, but it just makes sense. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm the one choosing what I want to do. Meaning I'm rebelling against the king. I'm rebelling against his rule, his his what he says, what he wants to do. So I'm just rebelling. And then a lot of us know that when we put things in our control and start doing things as of what we know is correct. And so we start controlling things. We start taking like, you know, we start becoming the boss and we start calling the shots. Mm, it's not good. If you call the shots, you're going to call bad shots because what do you know? You're led by your emotions. You're led by your flesh. What do you know, man? Mm-hmm. I speak out of ex- when I call the shots. <laughs> I don't call the shots well. It's nasty because I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You know, God's spirit is perfect. God. God's will is perfect. Mm-hmm. And when I call the shots, is because I'm calling the shots on whatever I feel like doing, whatever my flesh wants, and so then that just causes nothing but destruction. So the question is, who's calling the shots right now? Is it you or is it Jesus? And if you're saying, and again, we get it, we're not talking out of a high, because we just heard this stuff. We're yeah. not talking out of a high horse. Like we're still, we're still, you know, putting this into practice. But it was like, you know, we were feeling this way. We were feeling like we were feeling this way. And it's just like, yeah, you know what? He's the boss. Mm-hmm. And if I say this, it's because I'm just being rebellious. Mm. So how do you feel now? The same. Ah, you can be honest. You no, can be I honest. Feel, I, feel, I feel like, yeah, I mean, feelings, whatever. True. You know, uh, I'm just going to do what I got to do. I, f- I feel like as I, because I've been pretty consistent in my time with him. And so I think that's just going to have a, an impact regardless. Mm. But in terms of feelings, like, yeah, I mean, you know, I could always feel that way about anything. But I think I definitely am thinking less about my, my emotions. And the question of how I'm feeling, i all right. Mm. But that doesn't, how I'm feeling doesn't, uh, ooh, ooh, waiting on something, Danny. How I'm feeling doesn't really, doesn't pertain to how I'm doing spiritually. Mm. Right? Because like, I think I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm pretty focused as of, as of what, yeah. I'm, what I'm thinking about, you know. They're, they're not directly correlated. Yeah, and I don't, think it, I don't think it has to be directly correlated, right? Yeah. Because it's like you know, uh, dry seasons, right? You go through a dry season and the season might be dry, but God is still there. Holy Spirit's still there. God is still moving in your life. God is still here, you know, like, so it's like, I don't know. I just, of course, there's a, there's an importance of feelings, but I don't, I think I'm just thinking a lot about what, what God wants to do in my life, thinking a lot about God, about reflecting a lot about the Holy Spirit, what, what we just experienced. And so as of right now, like my emotions are, you know, fine they're all right mm. but like i think as of now i'm giving them less thought mm. like even if it is like i'm like eh, i kind of feel whatever i'm giving it less thought that's how i feel i am just giving it less thought because i guess it, it, mm. it doesn't have to directly correlate you know if i'm mm. feeling a type of way okay i'm still gonna go read first samuel mm. you're you reading first samuel right yeah. now okay sorry have to say a side note Cause I, I be doing this when I, when I read something in the Bible, it's like what I like sharing because it's like funny. So you guys okay. probably think it's funny too. So King Saul, right? The Israelites are like, yo, we want a king. And then Samuel was like, Samuel was like the prophet, and he's like, no, guys, like 
God is your king. Hmm. And like, no, we want a king that will lead us into battle like everyone else. And they're like, oh my gosh. And God's like, no, do what they say. Do what they say. And so, you know, this, you guys know King Saul. And when he is being, like, he's already, you know, he's already anointed. Samuel put oil over his, his, his body, whatever. And so when he's being like in front of all the Israel, in front of all of Israel, is being shown as he's, this guy's the king, right? They start casting lots. Okay, what tribe is it? Benjamin. Okay, tribe Benjamin. And of course, the same thing, right? The smallest tribe, all this stuff is like upside down kingdom, right? So they cast lots. Okay, boom, Benjamin. Out of the families, okay, Saul's family. And then boom, it's Saul. Wait, where is he? Where's Saul? And so they ask God, God, where's Saul? He's like, oh, he's hiding. <laughs> he's hiding behind the baggage. And then they go get him. <laughs> what? It's like, I read, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, before this, he's, you know, Saul's like, Samuel's like, yo, God said you're going to be the king. You know, you, all these signs are going to happen to you, right? So this is, this is after like Saul is walking back home with his servant or he's walking back home. And then all these signs happen. He meets two people. They give him bread. He meets, he goes to go, um, he meets this band of prophets, people that are just like playing different instruments. And as he gets in there, the spirit just like gets on him and he just, he starts prophesying. So all this crazy signs happen. But when the entire of the entirety of Israel is right there and they're and they're about to like put him as king, right? <laughs> they're like, okay, it's 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 Saul of you know this family. Wait, where is he? And so it says, so the Israel asked God where he is. <laughs> and God was like, he's hiding behind the baggage. And so they go get him. <laughs> so and so it's like, yo, come here. <laughs> And then it's like, okay, so this yeah. is the sign. This is like your king. Because then, I mean, they're like, okay, long live the king, whatever. And some guys are like, yo, how is this guy our king? Like, what kind of first impression for all of Israel is to be like, you're hiding, bro. Mm. And now you're going to be our king, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> Anyways, I'm still reading it, so you know. Yeah. Also, just something else, too. Um. In the in one of the battles that they were doing with King Saul, he was leading them in battle, right? As he was leading them in battle, uh, they're kind of like cornered in. And so he's waiting for Samuel to arrive because he wants to ask Samuel, hey, Samuel, ask God if we should do this or not. So he's waiting. But at the time, you know, he said Samuel says he's going to be there in a week, but he wasn't there in a week. And so he's like, wait, where is he? And so Saul himself, he's like, all right, you know what? Grab an animal. Let's just sacrifice it right here because we need God to move. And then like the next day, Samuel arrives and he's like, what did you do? He's like, bro, you said you're going to come on a weekend. You didn't come. And, you know, these people are here. We're going to die. Like we need to figure out what God's will is. And Samuel's like, no, you lost, bro. We're getting a new king because you disobeyed all this different stuff. And it's like, whoa. And so what I saw there is something that I think is very common where in any story of like, just like, I don't know, someone, I think the, the, the common theme is when you're pushed to the limit, it's like, it's, that's like you're testing. It's like, where it shows how authentic your faith is when you're pushed to the limit, you know, like it, in that moment, okay, um, I don't have to do like Samuel isn't here yet. We're like cornered all four sides, but then if he waited a little longer, Samuel would have arrived and then they would have won the battle. It would have been good. But he was impatient. So I think when you're pushed to like the limit, endure in the limit. Because if you just do what you want to do in the limit, because you're like, oh, I don't have to do it. I, I got to put it. I got to take things into my own hands. When you do that, it's not good. And, you know, obviously you're going to do something bad. 
and I wish I had more examples of this, but it's just like the common theme I think is in any person's life is when you're really like being pushed to the limit, just wait and like choose God. Because if he waited a little longer, Samuel would have arrived. They would have did everything correctly and then they could have won. But then since he decided to take things into his own hands and sacrifice that animal, he was like, yo, you lost. We got a new king already. It's King David. He didn't even say his name. He's like, but we got a new king because you're you're done. You can't even be a king anymore because you, you did this and it's not good. So yeah, there's that. So completely so, side note. Completely, no, not even. Not completely. even. I was just going to say that it wasn't. Oh, okay, but why? Because you just said he took it into his own hands instead mm. of waiting for yeah. God to do his thing. That's that's what this whole thing was about that we just talked about was stop trying to do it out of your own strength. Hmm. We're, even, we're even trying to experience God out of our own strength. Think about that. That doesn't Ooh. make any sense. We've been trying to experience God out of our own strength and it doesn't work that way. Hmm. And so after this conference, I just like realized, okay, everything that I do throughout my day, it's not about it. Cause the whole time for months, I had been beating myself up. You need to pray. You need to read the Bible. You need to pray. You need to, you need to do the disciplines. But now I, I have found so much joy in bringing a God alongside me in all of my adventures throughout the day. Mm. All of a sudden I have God with me while I'm going to school, while I'm in school, while I'm coming back from school, while I'm doing the podcast, while I'm doing this. All of a sudden, God is in everything. And you say, you know, we've always said, oh, the reason we feel like this is because we don't spend enough Papa time. Yep, yep. But what if I spent with Papa all day? It wasn't like, oh, you know, Papa time wasn't equivalent to just the 30 minutes that I sat down to read the Bible. It was that I brought God alongside me throughout my entire day. Mm -hmm. There was my freedom. It wasn't in like, oh, shoot, I, I only read my Bible for 25 minutes. And I was like, I brought God with me throughout my entire day today. Yep. I And I still, and out of that, God creates that deep desire for, dude, I get excited for going home by myself to be able to read the Bible and spend time with God. It wasn't out of discipline yeah, anymore, but out of excitement yeah. because it's like, I just spent the whole day with God and I can't wait to have that close intimacy, you know, where I'm not thinking about other stuff, where I'm just thinking about you. Mm -hmm. oh, so free. So free. So far. And so... God did some God did some other stuff through through our friends and just beautiful yeah. prayer and deliverance Super dope. and it, like it's another example of just like letting the Holy Spirit move and yeah. he did. So yeah. but we hope this episode this episode was definitely something new. Yeah. It was uh definitely something new, but I think I just really felt led to like just share what was happening in yeah, our hearts. I really hope you guys can, you know, for at least for some things relate, you know, gain, exactly. gain new perspective because this really helped us out. And I know yeah. a lot of people a lot of people have that that feeling. I'm just I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. Whatever. And this this uh, this conference and what we learned definitely helped us out a lot. And so yeah. just sharing it here, we hope yeah. it we hope it blesses you blesses you as much as it blessed us. Yeah. Because because we don't want to just get on here and just <clears throat> preach and be like, oh, you know, like sure, like we love helping you guys and guiding you and helping you learn more things about God. But at the same time, we remember that yo, we're young. We're very young yeah. and we're also on this walk with God where we're learning this and we're learning that and we're experiencing this and our hearts are feeling this. And it's like, there's other people out there that are experiencing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Let's share what God is doing in our hearts to give them encouragement. Yep. And so we hope this episode was a blessing to you guys. We love you. Thank you for tuning in. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys for the next episode. Peace out, everybody.